Okay, we are live. Um, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Colt from Heli. Uh, we are currently at Silvertip Heli Skiing in British Columbia. I'm here with my good friend, uh, Tim Conrad, uh, who's the founder of Unofficial Networks. Uh, thank you, Tim, for, for doing this with me. Basically, this is something totally new. Uh, we're going to start having a series of conversations with other entrepreneurs or athletes uh, or just interesting folks. Um, so, Tim, thank you for christening this with me. Absolutely, Andy. Thank um, you. So, basically, there's no rules. I uh, just want to kind of dive into a series of, you know, different concepts and hear more about you, things that um, I think a lot of, you know, followers of unofficial networks would be interested to hear about. Uh, but first, let's talk about this trip that we're on. How are you doing this weekend? Oh, it's been amazing. Yeah, this is a great operation they have here. We are deep in the Caribou Mountains. Yeah, for sure. And uh, amazing terrain, great conditions. Great Just got group. off the hill. For and, sure. Uh, another good day in the mountains. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Fun one. So first and foremost, yeah, I think what's super interesting is you're kind of a, a private guy, and a lot of people wouldn't uh, maybe know the story about you, uh, but so many people in the ski world know about unofficial networks. So... Maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself today, uh, you know, who you are, where you live, uh, how long you've been doing unofficial networks. Sure. Um, well, I, I guess it all started, I was 13. I went on my first ski trip with the Boy Scouts and got hooked instantly. I vividly remember my first run down the hill and I was like, yes, that is what I want to do. And from there, I... Um, convinced my parents to drive me up to a little ski hills outside new york where i lived okay nice and, uh, where was that boy scouts trip do you remember it was to butternut mountain in massachusetts epic I know yeah butternut. little yes. butternut okay yeah and um first day skiing and it just blew my mind and i knew awesome. i needed more okay so uh yeah just kind of i knew friends who would take family ski trips and kind of Got on some of those. My yeah. parents would drive me up some weekends uh, to the Catskills and other local New York ski areas. Okay. And then uh, when it was time to go to college, I knew I wanted to go someplace where there was better skiing. So I went to St. Michael's up in northern Vermont, skied a bunch. I was able to swing a schedule where I just had classes on Tuesday and Thursdays. And I would ski Stowe and Jay Peak and Smuggler's Notch. Um, for sure. Bolton Valley. Yeah, I grew up skiing at Stowe and Sugarbush as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good hills. Yeah, East Coast uh, makes some good skiers, but yeah. definitely get more stoked about skiing out west now. Yeah, exactly. So after college, I want to go move out west and okay. fulfill that, you know, ski bum dream. Yep. So I moved to Squaw Valley and uh, ended up living there for, um, yeah, nine years. What seasons. year was that that you moved there? That was 05. 05. Yeah, I graduated. Worked a summer job, saved up all my money. Okay. Drove out west. Um, yeah, I lived in a tent for a few weeks with uh, my Epic. buddy who I drove out there with. He had his own tent, but we were, like, camping. We found a place to live. Classic. I got a job at Surefoot, Finn Ski Boots. Awesome. So that was your first first job. That was my first job, yeah, boot fitter at Surefoot. And um, then from there, uh, after the first season, I was speaking with my brother, my older brother, John who's just a real smart guy, and he at the time, he was really into kind of the internet, the new um, kind of, uh, you know, the the 
budding internet scene so in California. So that was that was like oh six or oh oh seven. So, right? uh, yeah. That so was Facebook 06. had like just started at that time, right? That's right. Yeah. There were some things that were just getting off the ground. He was really kind of um, into Dig, which was a website back then. He was one of their first like super okay. users and kind of knew about that scene. So after my first season of skiing, uh, I was talking with him, and he said, you know, we should really start a website, a ski website. And I was telling him about how condition reports at the time weren't very truthful. Okay. And there was an opportunity to provide a more truthful, unofficial ski report. Love that. Yeah. Love that. So that was kind of the origin. And we did that. Uh, I had a little kind of ski bum house. But it was slope side. It was one of the only slope side houses at Squaw. Monster. Yeah. So I'd go ski in the morning, write the report, unofficial ski report, and I'd yep. go to work, fit in ski boots. Okay, at so night. you still kept your job at Surefoot. Yeah, I was working at Surefoot. I was uh, busting tables at a sushi restaurant, Mamasaki Sushi. And, Classic. Uh, yeah, Squaw. And I was just really living the ski bum life. Hell yeah. Um, loving it. Okay. Skiing every day. So uh, did you buy unofficialnetworks.com, and that's what the original website was yeah. called? Yeah. Um, well, the first one we misspelled. I think we forgot. No. We left off like an F or something. So, Cla- <laughs> And classic, then my brother was like, it's classic. up. And I clicked on, I'm like, I don't see it, bro. And he's like, ah, shit, we spelled it wrong. Okay. So, uh, so you yeah. Got, okay. So it was really just kind of early days where yep. my brother and I throwing together a ski website, learning as we went. That was it. Okay, and so yeah. you basically you would just post a ski report daily. Yeah. And then how are you pushing that out to people? Or were you, like, seeing people, like, respond to this or engage? How did you know that this was something more than, like, just something fun or, or had promised to be what it clearly has become today? Yeah. Um, you know, for the first couple of years, it was uh, – we started, we started to get a following. Okay. I remember in the first year, one day we had – I think it was, like, 47 people on the site. And I was like – holy shit, we got 47 people okay. who I don't even know. Like, this isn't, you know, just my immediate family and friends. These right. are people I've never met before right. who are, like, checking out our site. Okay. This is great. Okay. This is going really well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we made T-shirts up, and uh, I saw a guy at the chamois. and he was the wearing a, It's a bar in Squaw Valley. Okay. And he was wearing an unofficial Squaw shirt. And I was like... I don't even know that guy, and he's wearing like a shirt of the website we started. This is unbelievable. This is really working out well. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you know, I had to keep my day job, obviously, because mm-hmm. forty-seven people in a day doesn't really pay the bills. Right. Um, so just kind of built it up from there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Thirteen years 14 later. Years yeah, later, fourteen yeah, years thir- later. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it's just kind of steadily grown. Awesome. So. Started with just forecasts and sort of weather conditions reports, and mm-hmm. then what was like the the next step in terms of content that you, you know, thought people were super interested in. We started posting. Um, there was the daily report, mm-hmm. and then we would film our buddies skiing, and we put together a okay. little edit that we would put together in iMovie, and that kind of we did that. A couple times in the first season, but more so in the second and third season. That really got more traction. And then we started, uh, you know, putting more time in and diversifying just from hardcore ski reports to include more general ski and snowboard Mm -hmm. information. Gear reviews, um, different articles on local restaurants and bars. Okay. Just kind of 
trying to capture the the essence of skiing. Okay. So how deep into this, you know, do you, or obviously it's something you're super passionate about, but it seems like it started as something kind of just fun and then quickly became something you saw potential in and tried to grow, right? Was there, did you have a strategy for that or performance that you were trying to measure or, or, or meet goals? There were, yeah. I remember early on, um, we, we knew that it was about reaching scale. We had to get enough people on the website in order to approach advertisers because it's advertising revenue. Right. We basically create the content and then deliver that content to people and attach advertisements to it in order to, to keep everything moving. Right. Um, and we knew that we had to reach kind of a critical mass in order to go start knocking on doors and and drumming sure. up some some ad dollars to make the whole whole show go work. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for people out there that don't understand the the internet and media business, mm -hmm. what what would you say is like that first level of critical mass in terms of like and how do you track is that like a daily thing, a monthly uh, yeah. visitors or um. You know, initially we said a million page views in a month. So a page view is uh, if one person goes to your site, if Andy Colt logs onto Unofficial and yep. you click on three pages, that's one unique visitor and three page views. Okay. Um, our goal was a million. And, and granted, in a, when we had 40-something people on the site, that was a very lofty goal. Right. But we kind of knew that that's where we had to – that was the number we had to hit to – to make it a, a job that would allow me, allow us to uh, quit our day jobs and, okay. and go full time. So how quickly between that and, you know, or, or starting, the, starting the blog and achieving like that first level did it take and then allowed you to quit your job and focus on this full time? Yeah, well, if an interesting thing happened. So I, I was running the website for about three years and then I received an email out of the blue uh, from an angel investor who lived in, in the San Francisco area who was a big fan of the site. He okay. skied Squaw Valley, and he got kind of what we were doing. He read it every day. He liked the daily condition reports. That's and, um, classic. And yeah. you never knew this guy no, until? No, no. Unbelievable. Okay. He, uh, he saw a, a sticker on one of the lift towers that we had put up, started checking out the website. No and, way. And got hooked on it. He really just Epic. enjoyed the site. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, at the time... Um, so then he stepped in. That was 2009. He stepped in and he said, uh, you know, I want to invest some money in it. I see where you're trying to go with this thing. Um, let me invest some capital and let's scale this thing up. And he, uh, yeah, I mean, it, that was a game changer. That changed everything because then we could start investing in writers okay. and uh, building the website up properly the way it was supposed to be. Uh, not supposed to be, but it was, uh, it was a pretty um, – I would say rough and tumble website initially, and, and what just were you? What did you build a site on? Initially, I think it was on one of the earliest uh, WordPress platforms. Okay. Yeah. And then today, is it still on WordPress? It's still on WordPress. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Everyone yeah. loves WordPress for blogging, right? It's, it's the so best. good. Yeah. Okay. So the angel investor comes along. Yep. If you're comfortable, how much did he want to invest in the company, or what? Um, tell us how that was like. So you started investing in writers, but. For people yeah. out there who don't understand angel investing and small It was business. enough that it changed my life. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Initially, the first conversation was, um, I want to be part of the, the website. Mm -hmm. um, let's sit down and talk. And we had accrued some debt, nothing major, but some debt, just getting it off the ground. And okay. he, uh, he said, I'd like to take care of that. 
and then I would like to pay you for a year um, to do this full time. To do it full time. Okay, so then you quit your job. Yeah. Okay. And I wasn't making much, so to convince right. me to quit my job, <laughs> right? Fin ski boots and busting tables at at a sushi restaurant. Didn't have to twist your arm too hard. Yeah, and it didn't require much capital okay. to. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to convince me yeah. that this was a good option. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Great situation for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then he got more and more excited about it, and we really ramped it up quickly. Um, and then, you know, we did that. He was involved with the company for three years. We did a, a tons of um, amazing trips, and we tried a lot of different things. And uh, a lot of things didn't work out. We failed at a lot of things. And, um, yeah, after three years, uh, he had a lot of other projects going on, and okay. this was um, just one of a portfolio of projects. Okay. And after three years, he said, you know, it's time for me to back out, um, handed the company back over to me, uh, and said, best of luck, keep it up, but at the time, I'm, I'm busy, and uh, okay. this isn't a project I'm, I can continue at this point. Okay. Uh, so that was 2012, but everything was like, there was a lot of progress in that time yeah. working together with him. So he yep, had we made a movie called NAR. Uh, okay. We made a movie called NAR. We did a lot of ski trips. Uh, and I learned a lot about how to make this a business. Um, how to hire the right people. Okay. How to, um, it gave me time to figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So he steps back and then... You guys are pre presumably off the teat, so to speak, if he was continuing yep. to invest or not. Yeah. So how did you, did you find that to be a challenge in getting it to a level of sustainability? And what did that, you know, look like for you? Yeah, it was pretty scary when he backed out. Um, it was a bit, you know, we were a bit nervous because we had been living off the tit uh, for yeah. a while. Yeah. And uh, now it was kind of like, all right, you're off on your own. Good luck. And uh, it was, it was about a year that it was it was back to just being me blogging again. Awesome. It was just me sitting there grinding out content, finding interesting things, trying to write articles that would amuse people. And then after a year, we kind of got our footing, and uh, I was able to hire uh, our first writer again, and then uh, we built it back up from there. Okay, awesome. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Yeah, it was um, a pretty wild ride. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And obviously. Yeah. You know, this is in the context where we all know, you know, how big the site is today. And, you know, I think most people have a very, um, you know, have a lot of respect for unofficial networks. Clearly been in the game for a long time. I know that you have, you know, two kids, you know, you're a homeowner in New York City. So obviously it's doing quite well. So huge congratulations. One thing I think is super relevant and that you can speak on well is, is this social media, uh, what people engage with, what you know, virality means. Um, maybe can you talk about some of the channels that have been super important to you and how you use them best and maybe, you know, tips for, for people out there looking to, you know, generate traffic at scale. Yeah, sure. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty big question. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so start with like the, the, the social media thing. Okay. Um, how is unofficial networks leverage Facebook or Instagram or what do you think is the most powerful tool for you? Yeah, uh, it's always been Facebook. Always been Facebook. Facebook was a huge driver. It definitely allowed us to reach scale. Okay. Um, at a faster rate. Was that organic? Or were you buying ads or? Uh, no, it was pretty much all organic. Small, small ad buys, but... 
Unbelievable. Yeah. So the Facebook page, the fan page. The fan page. Nice. Yeah, there was a number of years there where it was driving a huge percentage of our traffic, over 50%. Wow. Yeah. So that was the, the strategy. It was really just a distribution platform to get our content out, and that's where people were accessing the site. So simple, just like write the blog on unofficial networks on WordPress and then paste it into the Facebook wall. Yep. And people would just click and boom. That was it. Huge. Convert traffic. Huge. Yeah. And how that uh, that honey hole has dried up a bit. Yeah. In the past, I mean, I know past few years. I know you know bloggers in other spaces, and they've talked about how the, you know, Facebook has manipulated or changed the algorithm or the reach algorithms. Yeah. Uh, you know, what what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you agree with that move for their business, or do you think it ultimately hurts their community? I mean, as far as Facebook goes, I don't think it's working very well for them. I mean, do you use Facebook? Are you on Facebook? It's often? not huge for us, right? So yeah. we have we have pretty decent. I know following. it's Instagram. Insta- Instagram for you guys. is super powerful yeah. for us. You know, we've tried to make an emphasis to you know post a steady stream of content to Facebook, but you know, it's not you're not reaching all of your followers. It's crazy. Like I don't even use it personally very much. That yeah, that was more what I was yeah, asking. Yeah, yeah. As a pr- I think it's become it's become a pretty stale platform. I mean, it's yeah, just actually, not. I never use it personally, but yeah. they say. That you know, people are making you know purchasing decisions on Facebook, like especially I think the older, uh, you know, age group, yeah, the forty to forty plus age group. I guess there's no question you- that their targeting ability is unmatched. Maybe for Instagram for, for would paid be, avatar- advertising. Yeah, I mean they're own, yeah. they're under the same umbrella, but uh, yeah, their paid advertising is because of their ability to target people. Um, you know, I I have friends in in New York who. We work in advertising. They still say the bang for the buck is there. Really? Okay. And as long as that's there, you know, they're always going to have a viable business. Um, but as a, a platform that you'll go on and enjoy being on, I mean, I don't use a lot. it very often. No, exactly. It's yeah. too, too bad. But Instagram has kind of taken over, huh? <sighs> yeah. That's what it seems like. For sure. I mean, you know, do you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk at all? <laughs> I have listened to so Gary. He's yeah. talking about the Instagram story. Uh, as well as uh, in- Instagram story ads as being some of the best opportunities for, for ad purchasing these days. Huh, okay. Um, so something that we're looking into a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you guys have a great following on Instagram. You guys have too. Great, I think you guys content. made a huge emphasis in the last year or so. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the wind's changed. And, um, yeah, we had to adapt, and, and Instagram became the, the front runner again. Um, it's one thing about running a digital business. Uh, I know, you know you guys know about this but it's you're trying to build a business on shifting sands right back when we started in 06 it was still kind of the wild west and to think about how much the internet has changed from then until today it's it's pretty amazing um and things that used to work then aren't working now and who knows what will be working in five years but you have to stay on top of it and you have to be able to adapt and and move with the changing tide and uh 100% that's that's crucial that's absolutely crucial love that yeah love that cool well sw- let's switch gears a little bit sure um i think we both have gotten to the points that we are with our brands and what we're doing professionally because of our love for skiing mm-hmm. um so talk to me about some of the most memorable the top three trips, if you can think about it, top that, that unofficial networks has, quick. yeah, that unofficial <laughs> networks has made possible for you. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely opened a lot of doors. Um, and yeah, being being here, you know, <laughs> this is a pretty good trip yeah. for sure. Silver tip heli skiing. Yeah. I mean, 
this place is beautiful. And the day we had on the hill today was it's a epic. memorable unbelievable. day. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So having opportunities like this is definitely the biggest perk of the job and kind of why, you know, we started in the first place. Um, but, you know, kind of the bucket list places, Japan. I'm going there favorite. next month, bro. Yeah, I can't I know wait. You're going there in February. It's as advertised, um, which is great. You know, the, the snow yes. is I, that deep. I can't wait. It's my first trip. And the food is that good. And, Epic. And it lives up to the hype. Okay, how many times have you been to Japan? I've been to Japan uh, three times. Three times. Yeah, three, 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 three separate trips. Epic. So guided resort, resort. Yep. Side country, back country, touring, country, all of back, the above. All of the above. Yeah. Just all epic. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. It's just always deep. Oh, <laughs> every time I've gone, it's been deep. Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. And the food's amazing and the, so the B- onsens, the whole culture is okay, just so it's a fantastic. We've got BC heli skiing. Yeah. We've got Japan. Yeah. What else? I, mean, I guess, the I guess re- so regions are probably easier yeah. than specific I, I trips. Used to, um, I used to spend a lot of time in Argentina. Okay. So, uh, yeah, back in 07, so right after I started the website, I took what little money I had, which was, I think it was like, you know, a couple thousand bucks, under five grand. Okay. And I said, uh, I'm going to South America. And I went and uh, spent the summer skiing in Argentina and got hooked. Got hooked real bad on on year-round skiing and being down there. Uh, Okay. Amazing place, amazing mountains. So I spent a number of seasons after after that in... Las Linas, Argentina. Epic. Yeah, amazing place. Amazing. Amazing place. I've never been down there. Need to go. They built this chairlift called the Marte, uh, which drops you off on the top of a rugged peak, and it's heli-skiing from a chairlift. And it makes no sense. It's like, who decided to put this chairlift in? Um, You know, God bless them. Thank you, they did. But uh, it's unlike anything you've seen. It's wild. Unreal. Yeah, it's great. That's a great spot. Sweet. Love that. Awesome. Yeah. So today, you live in Brooklyn. Live in I've Brooklyn, been, New York. Yeah. I've been over to your house for dinner. I've met yeah. your two little kids. Yeah. What's that like? I mean, going from being, you know, a ski bomb to then a ski bomb entrepreneur. Yep. Traveling all over the world. Um, how did you meet your wife? You know, how old are your kids? And, you know, how do you fit skiing into your life now that you have all these other responsibilities like a family? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, in uh, 2000, let's see, 11, I, uh, I went back to my hometown and bumped into a girl I grew up with and uh, just started chatting with her and uh, <laughs> got a little emotional thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, cool. Love my wife. Um, Love that. Yeah. So I uh, was talking with her. I said, so what have you been up to? And she said, um, well, I've been traveling around the world and skiing a lot. I was like, Love hell that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just about to take off for Argentina. And uh, we kicked it off and we spent a week uh, together in New York. And I said, you want to come to Argentina skiing? And she was like, yeah. And then uh, we moved to Lake Tahoe and um, spent, spent some time living out there. And then um, it's time to move home. It's yeah. time to come down from the mountains. Uh, I miss my family. Okay. She, uh, she has her family in New York. And uh, we knew we wanted to start a family of our own. Yep. And uh, we decided, you know, let's let's come down from the mountains for a little bit. Let's okay. plug back into our hometown or, you know, our, our network of friends and family. Yep. And uh, we di- I didn't think it would last that long. But now I don't you thought really. thought you'd go back to the mountains. Yeah, I thought, you know, maybe a year or two. Um, 
but now I couldn't, I think it would be, you never know, but I get to have dinner with my mom every Sunday night. Yeah. I get to be there for my nephew's birthday parties. For sure. Um, there are a lot of things that living out in the mountains of California, I missed. And, uh, the important things in life, um, outside of skiing, um, yeah, I, I, I was missing those things and I wanted to, um, I feel you. I feel you. See him. Yeah. Awesome. Be there for him. So you got two um, kids. How old are they? My girl, Theodora, just turned three. Wow. Yeah. And my boy, Thomas, is a year and a half. Unreal. Yeah. We just got the up on skis this past, you know, this winter, a couple weeks Where ago. Where did you do that? Gore Mountain. Gore Mountain. Yeah. How did she like it? Did you did she you take it. her yourself or did you put her in ski school? We put her in a lesson for a couple of days. Okay. And then, uh, we yeah, we took her up. And, man. Yeah. She was still good day of skiing. Yeah. Whatever gene my wife and I have for our love of skiing, our daughter got it bad because she is, she's already hooked. She's already talking about it. She's only three. She's See, like, that's where are we the, going skiing? That's the dream for me, uh, to be able to ski with my kids someday. Yeah. Hopefully I can have some. But, uh, yeah. Well, awesome. you're engaged, so congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah that, was, a that was a big step. Excellent sure. gal. Yeah, Maddie. Yeah. Uh, we got to do dinner again for sure. Definitely. Wow. So going to be in Brooklyn for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so we live in Brooklyn. It's great. Um, kind of in the hive. Uh, but it's the city I grew up in. I mean, I grew up right outside the city in, in Westchester County, but it's it's home to me. You know, it's, um, it's where the world makes sense. And I still get a lot of days of skiing in. Um, yeah. Traveling all winter. Uh, you know, I'm getting anywhere from know 40 to 70 days of skiing and still that's unbelievable and there to places like this to you know silver tip or um you know i'm going on a backcountry ski trip uh to crested butte just outside crested butte this year gonna be up in big sky gonna be uh, in colorado so a lot of trips to the airport now uh but the 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 ski days i do get are pretty special I agree, and you know I live in Brooklyn too, um, and it's it's pretty easy to travel from New York City, right? Yeah. And there's so much opportunity for you know for business to be in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super been super important for us. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess last thing that we can leave everyone with is, you know, it's a new year. It's you know early January, mid January, 2019. What uh-huh. are your big goals for you know, either personally and or for unofficial this year? Um, Etc. Yeah. Um, personally, just same as every year, get as many ski days as possible and go on as many, you know, good trips and just love that. Have a good winter. Um, we hired a, a new guy, uh, Judson, who uh, has joined the team. Okay. Um, Congratulations, Judson. Yeah. Judson and Barkley and Mike Dudek and all the guys over there. Um, yeah. It, we have a great, great, great group of guys working on the site now. And, uh, yeah, excited to have Judson on board. And we're looking to just, just you know, keep, um, keep it entertaining. Perfect. Give the people a reason to keep clicking on the site. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So what's up with Heli? What's going on this year? What's the goal for 2019? <laughs> oh, man. Well, sort of like you, you know, I want to get as much awesome skiing in as possible. But, you know, also put our heads down and, and keep growing the business. Um, you know, we've got only two full-time employees right now with, you know, four or five guys who are, you know, stakeholders and partners in the business that, you know, actively spend a lot of time 
starting to grow uh, to the point that we need some more bodies. Um, so definitely want to double double the team size, um, or maybe even more than that in 2019. Yeah. Um, we started the emph- with an emphasis on heli skiing. Uh, but have since expanded into other sports outside of just backcountry skiing to kite surfing, uh, scuba diving, safari, any any really really any luxury. What would you say travel. the number two activity? Kite surfing, kite, kite surfing, surfing, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, we're taking a controlled, methodical approach to really kind of go vertical by vertical with our expansion, as opposed mm-hmm. to just try to be any everything to everybody yeah. at the same time. Um, so we've made some great strides in kite surfing. Um, fly fishing uh, is a huge emphasis for 2019, as well as scuba diving. Um, mm. So we've established, uh, you know, a good deal of partnerships with with operators uh, in those verticals, uh, and we are starting to sell. So that's huge for us to, to really to show that we're not just a one trick pony. You know, we've created a, a lot of uh, awareness for ourselves in the heli skiing space, but whether or not we could do that in other verticals was a question. Um, yeah. But we've we started to answer that. So super excited about that. Um, going to Japan next month. Uh, hopefully, maybe get up to Alaska. Be back to Silvertip in March. Um, on the personal side, um, you know, just got engaged. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thanks, That's man. Great. Gonna have to start planning the wedding. Yeah. Uh, for 2020, uh, we're thinking about a move uh, back west. You know, I was in Colorado for a while after college. Yep. Um, so we're thinking about checking out some some full time moves. Yeah. And outside of that, you know, try to just work out as much as I can, stay fit, stay healthy, um, you know, and also keep pushing myself, right? So, like, this this right here is our first go, my first go at doing any sort of podcast. Well, I'm impressed. You got um, a, a pro setup right here, Andy. And, uh, fuck, we just went over. So, it's definitely out. But we can keep it going real quick on this to, to tie it off. Um, <laughs> sure. You know, just kind of creatively push myself with both, uh, you know, podcasts, yep. new ways of marketing, pushing myself as a photographer, videographer, learn new skills. But, you know, on that note, we've gone 30 minutes. We should definitely get back to the action here at Silvertip. Thank yep. you so much for uh, joining us and doing this as, as the first go. Um, for all the fans out there that, you know, may be watching this, uh, please comment or share any feedback below. Uh, we'll include relevant links to kind of where we are in Silver Tip and uh, to Unofficial Networks and Heli. But thank you so much, Tim, for, for all Andy. the support over the years. Yeah, right thanks back for, at you. Thanks for coming skiing with us. Oh, man, uh, thanks for having You're me. a ripping skier. It's <laughs> so much fun. But thank you, guys. Thanks, uh, we're going to go have some fun, hang out with the folks, maybe hit the hot tub. But much love. Be good. Thanks. Great.